Danielle and I, I think in many ways took on many roles because like you diversify your skill set. A, there's more streams for income, but also like you get more control. And then also like sometimes if you want to make something like you kind of don't have the resources to pay a director or an actor, so you just have to do it yourself. Like Today on the show, we are joined with Daniela and Aisha, who are the writers, producers, directors, actresses starring in Toronto's funniest web series titled The Drop. You can watch The Drop right now on the Nar City YouTube channel. We'll also have the links to that in the description of the episodes, wherever you're listening to this, on the Spotify's, the YouTube, SoundClouds, our website, all that. And what can I say? This was such a fun talk. This show has won many awards, embraces the culture of where I currently live, Toronto. But even if you live outside the city, I promise you will find this funny as these girls pick apart and make a total mockery of how society is today with trends clout chasing, unaffordable housing, and much, much more. It was not only fun to hear about the making of this, but also just kind of pick their brains, listen to them spit some game on filmmaking, writing, directing, and taking a big idea and bringing it to life. So yeah, let's get into it. Great to have you both here today. Um, I was saying to Danny before you hopped on that I thoroughly enjoyed this series. I thought it was so cool. Even like uh, just being a Toronto person myself too. It just like, it was, there was something very comforting about it too. And uh, before I like kind of dive into the content of the show, I kind of want to know like how you guys met. Cause one thing that really stood out to me was the chemistry, not only like on camera, but even like within the writing and everything. And I know you guys are kind of like, the leads behind almost this whole project and everything. Yeah. I mean, do you want to share our love story, Aisha? Shall oh we? Oh my gosh. Yeah. You I do that. Yes. Share our love story. I, yes, was, please. It was like, it was fall 1992. <laughs> it was, I think we, well, it was fall. And uh, Aisha and I were at York University in the um, theater department. And we were just like we first years and we met i think we probably met at like a frosh week thing yeah i feel yeah. like oh god frosh was a weird like i actually didn't drink that much until that one week so if we <laughs> met i probably don't think we remember meeting each other at all i guess part of me feels like we went to theater school we were in the same acting conservatory program and yes. we got in oh, we, second year yeah, yeah. But we weren't actually friends either. Like we were friends, but we weren't like like we weren't like skipping to class together and like you know, calling each other in the morning, being like, "What are you gonna wear?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were professional colleagues, I guess. <laughs> we were professional <laughs> colleagues. student colleagues, but um, like fast forward, like a well, I won't say how many years, but uh, fast enough forward years. enough years later, um, Aisha and I were both, you know, doing like indie film stuff. And Aisha had produced like quite a number of shorts, all of which were being recognized at like film festivals. And I was more in the comedy series vertical. And we were just like, oh, hey, like, what are you doing during this trash fire of a pandemic? And Aisha was like, not much. And I was like, well, do you want to make a show together? And then we basically came up with the drop like in 2020. So yeah, wow. yeah. that's that's so cool. And uh, how was those like first writing sessions like? Was it immediately like a click or like? 
Well, I think we had gotten quite close by then. Like, I think by after we got out of theater school, I would consider Daniela like a pal pal, like we would hang out. So, well, maybe you can speak to more of like the journey that the writing of the show went on. But like, I had a nice time. Now I consider Daniela my work wife. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> don't talk to anyone this much. Like, yeah. I don't even know who my mom is anymore. So you know, <laughs> it's uh, the writing process. I, I'm pretty sure that we apply to like Netflix had a um, mm, yes. open call like submission situation during the pandemic. Um, and I think that I wrote the pilot, but then we like kind of workshopped it. Like I, we came up with the premise together and then we wrote the pilot and then we like sent it in and like never heard back. But basically we, um, kept working on it and then eventually got development funding and ended up having like a cute little like development writers room with these two amazing comedians Nick Nemiroff and Noor Hadidi so yeah we worked with them for a while and it's just been a really long journey yeah it's been a long time it's been a long time yeah 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 and if people want to check it out it's on like uh oh sorry to cut you off but i was just going to say it's on nar city right now for uh people who want to watch this if they're listening but Narcity's was, youtube channel yes yeah. YouTube, yeah. um yeah. i was gonna say Daniela, if you remember like it was actually we initially this show was about a woman who was a kindergarten teacher who a boy yeah do you remember it was serialized it was less episodic it's about a woman who ha- was a kindergarten teacher so like really vanilla um, and she had this like sad boyfriend that was a DJ named Will and Will got kidnapped by who we don't know. And then she finds his apartment one day and she's like, shit, I need to make a bunch of money to get to pay for his, um, ransom. And so then she decides that she wants to start lo- waiting in line for drops, but it was just like, so it was different. so, yeah, it was so different. It was so serialized. I just like, don't think it would have worked for us. Like we're very happy with what we have now, but I remember it being about a kindergarten teacher. Oh, I interesting. Don't remember that. But yeah. thank God it changed. Thank God yeah. it changed because it got so much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing I, I uh, was saying, like, I loved like how much it embraced like Toronto culture. Like mm-hmm. I see so many series where they embrace like either like New York or LA. And I find people who make uh like content or like shows in Toronto, they don't really like fully dive into Toronto with whether it's the slang and little references here and there. And like, I love how you guys just kind of like went all in, like even to the point where you're talking about like uh, the Jesus guy or like you got like the Bay street Coke dude. And <laughs> like, it's just such like a Toronto, like, thing that I thought was awesome and I feel like there should be a lot more of this too because when I watch like those New York and LA shows when they make like references or whatever it doesn't take me out of the show it's like you more like learn about the culture and everything and I kind of just want to know a little bit about your philosophy of just going so in like whether it's like the the jokes or just like the the areas you shot and everything there I don't think we wanted to shy away I mean Mm -hmm. we are you know, we've been in Toronto for so, so many years. Um, long enough. Long enough. Again, we're not putting <laughs> numbers on that, but uh, we just didn't want to shy away. A lot of people said that, you know, is this based in New York or LA? And we were like, no, it's Toronto, man. The T is silent, Toronto. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like we also kind of, I don't want to say pressure, but at least a couple of people 
actually fairly recently even um we had like i was talking to somebody it was at like uh some kind of web series event and he was like this is cool but like you should put it somewhere else um and then like days later we won like um we won best toronto web series at toronto web fest which was really exciting but we received like a lot of pressure to kind of like move it to somewhere else but i'm like but i guess the reason as to why we really leaned into this whole Toronto thing is because like, well, A, we live here and it would be inauthentic to not do that. But B, Toronto is like becoming a world city in many ways. Like people, like the same way people go to like Paris um, or London or New York to travel just to see it. People now come to Toronto. Like it's a really multi, it's probably one of the most multicultural places you can find on in North America. Like, sorry, do you hear that siren? I don't actually. <laughs> no. Okay, great. Yeah. Great. yeah um, but yeah, like it was it's it's a really cool place to be. It's really happening in, in like, I don't know, I guess what I'm getting at is like we feel felt a lot of pressure people would be tell us to like shy away from being ourselves to be more appealing. But then like if you think about it, like isn't the idea to be appealing to just be yourself? Um, so we were just like, let's just do that. Yeah. And I love a specific joke. I love yeah. a a location-based joke it's worth it and that's what yeah. brings people in it makes people relate to the show believe mm-hmm. believe <laughs> yeah yo one so like uh for pe- people like listen to these segments uh from all over the place they're not strictly from toronto and i just kind of want to explain the jesus guy um he's yeah. at the corner of dundas square and <laughs> you'll see him there and he's been there like i've been in toronto for like the past 10 years and he's been there the whole time and he'll be dead silent, then all of a sudden just yell <laughs> and have a pamphlet. And like you'll walk by, he'll try to give you a pamphlet. And I love seeing the reactions of like tourists walk by and just like jump almost like a jump scare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just wants us to believe, you know? Yeah, he's just all about it. I swear, like one day in the winter, I thought he was like just a like almost dead like just a frozen popsicle like ice all over him and he's just standing there and then all of a sudden he yelled the catchphrase i'm like okay he's he's, oh, he's good I, I don't need to call somebody <laughs> it's running hot yes but but yeah you you referenced a bunch of like different characters too like uh i think there was a joke about chair girl and like so oh many God. different things and yes I love just like the little sprinkles in there. And even I was telling uh, Danny before you came on, Aisha, that I'm kind of in the East End as well. And I love the poking fun at the East End as well, because that's such like a a true thing with uh, with people who just live here. They're just like, oh, where do you live? And I'll tell them my uh, street corner. And it's like, ew, like why? (laughs) Type of thing. So Can funny. I tell you something? I just like I had to drop off hard drives for another thing I'm finishing up, and mm-hmm. I had to base. I had to drop the hard drives in, in the East End, and I was like, "This will be no problem. I'll just like go drop them off, and then I get the address." And I was like, "Why is it in the East End?" Like, and so like it's real, and I'm trying to like dissolve because it's actually quite nice out in the East End. Not judging, um, but definitely I drove back here like on the DVP, just like quite. I am a West End girly, uh, quite mm-hmm. annoyed that I had to go so far west of, sorry, east of Spadina. <laughs> yeah. Once you pass like the DVP too, I noticed there's like an energy change. I don't know what it is. It's just something in the air where it seems like it's a different town or something. I don't know what it is. Yeah. It feels very like organic egg. Like, I don't know, like smaller Valley Village, less yeah. humans. 
That's like, not bad. It's not bad, but it's a different city. I have a friend yeah. who lives in the East End. I barely see them, but you know. <laughs> yeah, because you, you don't visit them. That's why. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm like, you are coming here, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's funny. That'd be yeah. like a thing idea for next season if we do do a next season. The idea that like we should definitely lean into the East End more being like a person's like someone we haven't seen we just assume they're dead and it's like oh no they just like live by woodbine station yeah i love that and yeah they could be all pissed off that you never come there and stuff so you're like i'm at castle frank and i'm like oh my god what is that (laughs) (laughs) yeah i know castle loma but what are you talking about there you go write these down or actually this is recorded you can always go back and check the the log i love it You, you can see the the wheels turning when you guys talk to each other and yeah. uh, I, I thought that what was also cool was like watching it, your chemistry as actors as well. Like there was just such like a, a natural vibe to it where I don't know, it just had like such like a, a flow to it. And do you guys want to talk a little bit about like actually filming these scenes and uh, that kind of process? Yeah, I mean, Aisha and I were also directing a lot of the time. So damn. Um, it was it was double the fun i'd say mm-hmm. uh-huh. it, you know like we i guess because the show came from us we felt super secure i think with our acting choices and yeah. so that allowed at least me to have a lot of freedom to like kind of do both things and not feel too you know stressed it was fun it was it was it was you know all encompassing so mm-hmm. What do you think, Aisha? I think that like, I think also maybe speaking about trust in a way, not to make it like too much of a therapy session, but like, I guess we had just been working with each other so intimately for so long that I kind of feel like the chemistry kind of just, it, that's where the chemistry comes from. It's just like me seeing Daniela on Zoom for hours at a time for the last how many years so <laughs> by the time we were next to each other it was just like oh you're doing this I'll okay like we would complement each other in that way um in a scene and like I also think we kind of got to really as the writers we get to really inhabit the voices of these characters right like every now and then you'll talk to people and they'll be like oh actors make actors write great characters if they are writers and I think we really just lived with these characters for so long, became like very second nature to us. Um, So by the time it came to play, we kind of already just like knew each character's voice and like how they exist. So it was kind of just like putting a pair of pants on. You're like, okay, I'm wearing these pants now. Let's do it, you know? Yeah. And also the cast was so good. Every actor and comedian, I mean, they're the same comedian actor. they, They were all so perfect so perfect in their roles and they made the characters feel really lived in mm-hmm. I, I was, it was it was delightful to see their choices on set it was super fun amazing yeah. and i just i love how like every character was kind of just all over the top and super zany so that must have been even like just fun to just do and act out and was there like a lot of like different outtakes uh throughout this uh this time <laughs> i mean Yes, it was hard to pick certain takes for sure because some people were just giving and giving and giving. Like I always go back to like Mark Little who plays the clerk ironically in like I think like two or three episodes and like we would basically give Mark a script and then he would just be completely off script but like kind of get to the point and I was like I don't even care like you're funnier than the script so just do whatever you want Mark. Nice. (laughs) 
and they're like little moments like there's this there's this moment in episode three where I almost like I quite literally almost peed my pants because I was like shit we have to like pardon my French sorry it was like we have to get out of this scene before I can go into the literally to go pee because we were behind and um do you remember that uh, with Georgia the dog when you were taking the dog back from one of the line waiters and so basically um Zara takes the dog back from one of the line waiters after ditching the diabetes dog there and then she goes when she screams klepto at the little BG like one of the line waiters but it wasn't (laughs) scripted or anything so like the background actor like didn't know that Daniela was going to yell that she's a kleptomaniac at her for stealing her dog and like (laughs) everyone behind the monitor was like like giggling so hard and I just like remember like what a what a gift like we were like okay we're out of the scene and right before I was about to call cut she goes and like and then rolls away on her little cart scoot on your little scoot and your scooter so yeah yeah, like such great moments that like you kind of can't plan which I think just goes back to like creating a space where people can just feel free to do whatever they want you know including physical comedy yeah 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 yeah, 100 percent it's always nice to go through a script and replace um dialogue with physical comedy that's like Mm -hmm. something that is that I'm doing more and more now I'm like can I do I have to say it or can they just do something with their bodies that is outrageous so we got a lot of that on set it was great yeah that's a cool thing to like even think about too because I notice uh like some aspiring creatives like we'll listen to these segments too and like you can really get like too dialogue heavy but sometimes it could be like a look or a hand gesture or something could just say so much that I don't know that's uh that's really interesting to think about and it's it's cool that uh like just kind of hearing like your evolution as like a writer as well to think about things like that I feel like it's I think that sometimes like it's interesting because I now I'm right I feel like I'm writing a lot in t like I kind of started in film film like like cinema but then writing and but I also am writing television scripts whatever and also we have this show and like even just watching television versus like film how like in some ways dialogue unless the dialogue is pithy and really funny and there are jokes just like streaming out of it like sometimes like as Daniela says less is more and like if you think about it like sometimes you think about like to get kind of like esoteric like um show don't tell like in a in a movie so like how can we show this character is feeling lonely at this moment without them saying I'm lonely and I think to Daniela's credit it's like the exact same thing where it's like how can we show the comedy of the moment visually um and like I just think it's like not a very tv thing that is done often um other than like Broad City who we love but like yeah so I think in some ways maybe we kind of innovated the space a little bit because yeah physical comedy does replace dialogue a lot in our show which I'm I'm proud of yeah it should be and uh, even like I think it's so cool like how many hats you both wear to bring this to life and what's even cooler is the acknowledgement you've been getting through awards and nominations and I think I even read one there was like a women empowerment award in it webfest italy or like this yeah. is so it's got it like even like if you go back and think of like your span of being friends this has to be like such a cool journey to like get to this point and create something that i don't know it's just getting that kind of light and positive energy towards it like uh like h- how do you guys just feel about like the feedback you've been getting oh Look, I'm just so, so happy when people have seen the show. Yeah. I'm like, Thank you for watching the show. Because I know that we live in a very 
fast world right now where it's really hard to keep people's attention. And so when people tell me that they've seen it, and even if it's just like half of the episodes, I'm like, thank you for watching because yeah, it was a lot of blood, sweat and tears for Aisha and I, and you know, if you're watching it, then we hooked you in somehow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is excellent because that's the goal um, in the nicest way possible. Um, I actually didn't tell you, Daniela, the other day, like I also programmed at a festival and I was doing like a talk back thing. And then someone, I, w- I was like, hi, I'm Aisha. And then someone screamed from the audience, love your show. And I couldn't nice. believe it. Um, so so like, basically we're famous in Canada is what I'm trying to <laughs> that's so awesome even um yeah it's i wanted to mention to the people like uh maybe they're listening to this interview and haven't checked it out too the show itself too is such like an easy watch like you click on it it's just got this certain vibe to it it's the the episodes aren't an hour long there's there's four of them it's like around 20 minutes and i felt like when i turned on the first one like it flew through these four like just so quick and it was just uh almost something that just kind of locked me in almost like uh I'm trying to think of a word for it but it was there's something comforting about it you know how some people explain they, they're like oh I have my comfort show and maybe they'll like turn on Netflix and watch like friends or whatever I got like that vibe of watching your show and uh where it was just like there was something just relaxing and soothing about it and it was just genuinely funny too so like I really like want to say like you to people like just click on the first one like you're gonna just <laughs> roll right through it like <laughs> thank you that's so nice of you to say like you because this is actually the second time you said comforting and I'm like so like I'm like oh okay cool 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 and it's like nice to hear because I think what we we really did was we tried to focus on like entertainment and like mm-hmm. yes it deals with like real themes and stuff but we don't get too dark we keep it very light and mm-hmm every like we were when we were talking about conventions of like shows that we love sorry I'm shaking I'm talking so emphatically that I'm shaking my computer (laughs) um we were speaking about like shows that we love and like when it's the characters you come back to and you want to see like what like you want to see what Selena Meyer on Veep is up to this week because she's a psychopath but also so lovable and I think there's something comforting in like just being like I want to know what they're doing in their life in their life and like in a light way that's like fun that doesn't make you think too hard because we're thinking so much about our lives in the real world so like why like why not go to kind of just like press a button where you get to stop everything you know what I mean yeah like yeah. I've rewatched Veep like a million times but it, I'm not re-watching True Detective season one <laughs> like yeah or time. Black Mirror right. you're just like you know even though, because it's like a one and done you're like I've seen it like I'm scarred I'm good like let's this is amazing let's move on but like yeah I throw Broad City on all the time I need mm-hmm. it you know, you know what I'm watching now Go- uh, the golden girls thank you sure. for being a friend those those girls they are so funny like if there's a show to get back into <laughs> it's the golden girls they're the golden girls are really good it's wild how like they're supposed to be like 50 years old too at the beginning. Like one of them and you're like, you look 90. Like, <laughs> yeah. like oh, it changed. Like, have you seen JLo just olive oil? Like it's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even I remember that show being on when I was like a kid and I thought they were like 80 years old and everything. 100%. It was wild. Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> shout out to the golden girls but uh again yeah like 
just going back to that comforting thing. Like last week, uh, I covered a horror movie festival too. And this was like the perfect palate cleanser. Like I was just like, oh, this is like how you're supposed to feel when you watch things. Again, it goes back to like what you were talking about. Like you see something and you're like, okay, I appreciated it, but I'm not going to watch that again too. Like I had like a streak of (laughs) back to back, those type of movies. So now it's just like, this was like such a breath of fresh air to me and everything. Hell yeah, that's awesome. And um, I know you guys got some other stuff going on around it. Actually, before that, are you guys planning to make a season two of this? I mean, we would love to. We would love to. I feel like the when it comes to Danielle has made four web series now. I like am literally wrapping the post. I thought, well, trauma boat bonding is four. I mean, it's not made yet, but yes. Well, you made some stuff about it. So like, yes. I don't know. True, it's true, it's true. Sorry. Okay, like enough, enough series that there's so many series. Um, And for myself, I've made so much short form content. I think that like, if we were to do another season of this, um, we would have like, when I say have, I'm like, Amazon, if you're watching, we would need more money. Um, but I think it would have to be something that exists in the space of like six to eight episodes kind of thing, 21 minutes, because there's so much that like, we had two other, do you remember we had two other episodes? Um, the one about the lineup, what was that called? Do you remember what that was called? The one about the lineup. I usually think all have lineups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Um, the one where Zara yes. goes is invisible because she yes. doesn't have social media. We did, yes. We had a we had other episodes on the season one slate for sure, but yes, budgeting limited us and we wanted to have longer episodes as opposed to like six, ten minute episodes. So we chose to go longer. But I think you know, we need more support um, in order to do another season because it was a really ambitious project. We had a ton of background actors and a ton of principal actors and like, you know, a ton of exterior locations. And we're shooting in a city that is like sirens and the Jesus guy. And, you know, it gets mm-hmm. wild out there. So, you know, that's basically it for us. It was an amazing experience. And like, I could write this show, I could write five more seasons of the show with Aisha. It would be Happily. a pleasure. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to do if you don't uh, have like a tr- deal with a streamer these yeah, days. Yeah, definitely. But I, th- I think the this piece of four episodes, I think that's going to be like your leverage. You can just be like, drop it down. Look at this, you know? And uh, even like the award nominations, you're getting around it too, you know? I feel like this is such like a solid package if you want to turn it into a bigger thing. And even like how you left off the show where it's kind of can be open-ended. Like the characters are still on good terms. Um, and there's a way there's ways you can loop them back into if you want to do these episodes that you've already written and uh, haven't recorded yet so it's exciting like I feel like the opportunities are kind of open and endless for this just got to get in the right hands you know yeah like yeah sorry you go yes in the right hands so let us know if you know like Amy Poehler or Tina Fey (laughs) or Lucia and Yellow, or Elizabeth Banks, or Issa Rae, or uh, mm. <laughs> who else? Who else? Who else? Anyway, but you get our, you get the gist of it. It's like, yeah, doing indie stuff is like, it's always like a dream come true. So we're really happy that we got to do season one. Like yeah. we learned so much. It was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Awesome, yeah. awesome. And uh, Daniela, you were talking about uh, 
the trauma bonding show as well. I kind of want to know a little bit more about this. This is your next one. And is how, how is it compared to the drop? Is it same style of humor or like how, actually, how are you approaching it? Well, I was, it's funny. I was speaking with this project, or, uh, sorry about the project yesterday with someone and they kind of, they were like, it's just punchier. And I was like, Oh, interesting. They were like, there's just more jokes. Like every second line is a joke. And um, I'm, really happy that it's you know it's a bit of a faster paced show and it's a bit more um explicit um, <laughs> uh yeah and it's about a psychologist who loses her license to practice but she has really like a, a roster of really high maintenance patients all of whom are like celebrities and so she has to continue treating them so she does so from her self-driving car um, picking them up for appointments and, you know, talking to them and hopefully making things better. But, um, yeah, she's a very, the, the lead character, Dr. Day is a very polished, but self-serving career driven woman. So she's, she's very much an anti-hero. Like Dr. Day. I like Dr. Day. We're happy. crazy. She's crazy, but I like her. She's a bit crazy, but yes, we have one clip of the show that is I don't know if it's considered going viral anymore. It has like 1.5 million views, but I don't know if that's viral anymore. That's viral to me. That's huge. That's that awesome. Viral? Hell because yeah. Viral now is like maybe a hundred million, but yes, we're I'm that's really wild. Yeah, it's fun. People are really twigging to the comedy. It's like super inappropriate, which is definitely my thing. So. Want to explain nice. what the uh, um, want to explain what happens in the clip? I'm actually just gonna lead people right to the clip. So go mm. to my. You'll find the it there. Way out is in. The only way out is in. That's all I have to say. <laughs> yes. We'll put a, a link to both your Instagrams in the descriptions of the show, whether people are listening on YouTube, Spotify, that all like that shit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, got to lead them. Yeah. That's awesome. And uh, Aisha, do you have any like irons in the fire right now? Uh, what you've been up to? I've got irons. Are they in the fire? I hope so. <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah. What am I doing? Like, yeah. You know, when you wake up and you're like, I'm tired. I didn't do much today other than drive across the city and sit in traffic for three hours. So now I don't know who I am. Um, that's where I'm at. But um, I have a feature. Danielle's like, okay, nice. I have a feature. We got there. We got there. <laughs> we got there. Yeah. It's like, you have a feature. I have a feature. We're shooting it next summer, uh, which is really exciting. It's a drama. Um, and then I also have... Uh, Wow. Yeah. I have a feature that I'm shooting next summer. And then I have the show, the drop, and I have a pilot about an African princess. Um, that's like, kind of like Marie Antoinette meets like uh, Marie Antoinette meets, it's kind of like the great, but it's about a, um, a, a black princess, which is kind of cool. Uh, that was reared in like the Victorian era. Uh, uh, it's a true story as well. So I'm working on that and I have exciting things. I have to tell you, Danielle, about it. Cause like, Fingers crossed someone wants to order the series or order development, order episodes to write the series. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been working on. Other than that, just like really hoping to develop the drop into something further because I, I see its legs. But yeah, I'm just, honestly, I'm just out here. We're Hell out yeah. here. Putting one foot in front of the other, you know, it's yeah. a serious hustle, this industry. Yeah, yeah. I, I really admire both like your worth, I think, like even beyond like, it's crazy. It's like, so I, I read like, you're the writers, you're the actors, but now like talking to you, it's like, oh, you also produce this, you're directing it. It's like, 
so many layers and uh i admire that so much and aisha it's kind of cool even to hear like you go beyond comedy too because i noticed like i talk to certain people like on the show and sometimes there's certain directors and they'll only do one thing whether it's like horror or a comedy or whatever and you're kind of just branching out to just so many different things and have just like such like a diverse perspective of tackling like just this art form which is sick yeah. Well, thank you for that. It's um, I kind of I've recently coined that I'm like genre agnostic. I think that like Daniela I like and I, that. Yeah, I'm kind of great just like, term like, for me personally. Um, Daniela and I, I think in many ways took on many roles because like you diversify your skill set. A, there's more streams for income, but also like you get more control, and then also like sometimes if you want to make something like you kind of don't have the resources to pay a director or an actor. So you just have to do it yourself if you have the skill. And it's kind of through developing those skills that I feel like we're both here now. Um, for me personally, when it comes, and so even like not painting myself personally to a genre, it's kind of just for me to be like open to whatever. But I will say that like, my thing is kind of the sociopolitical. So like one of the things I really love about the drop is that like even though it's this crazy world it's kind of like grounded by the fact that like there's this the wealth cap exists as a thing that like is making people go to all kinds of lengths to like pay their rent right and so for me it's kind of like i'm interested in the sociopolitical but like the next thing i'm trying to write i think it's kind of like might be grounded sci-fi but it kind of goes back to like the times you live in so it's less so about it's less so about genres kind of just like i'm an artiste I will do what I'm called to do. Um, yeah, but actively trying to get better at writing comedy because comedy is uh, is a hard not to crack. Writing jokes is hard, but that's where I'm at. That's awesome. Yeah, and respect to both of you. Uh, I guess like as a final question, since uh, some creators and aspiring creators gravitate to these segments, uh, would you have any advice for somebody who's maybe a script writer and is hasn't really broken into the industry yet and is trying to bring their ideas to life let's say do whatever you can to shoot something shoot something yeah. that you that's really important um uh in my opinion get someone to shoot or like yeah get your hands dirty figure out a way to do it because reading is one thing but like understanding and experiencing the tone of the writing through like acting and like the way it's shot, I think can really be a huge learning experience for you. And like to continue writing and understanding that for yourself is really important. I agree. I think that's a great note. Like, yeah, it's interesting because every now and then, like I was just at this festival called uh, Austin Film Festival. It was so cool and they're so nice. They put me on like a screenwriter to watch list. So I'm like a movie maker magazine and Austin Film, F Film Fest screenwriter to watch for 2023. So you're watching me right now. Um, so <laughs> with that, like um, it was interesting like having certain conversations at Austin as like, because it's very much so like a screenwriters uh, festival and every now and then like someone would figure out that I was on that list which was like nice but I was I was kind of not like screaming it from the rooftops or anything because I was kind of just like trying to get drunk and eat barbecue um <laughs> sick 
that's who I am. Um, but every now and then I talk to people and like, they're so screenwritery that I was like, this is so cool. And they just like, they were like, I have five features just ready to be made. And in my head, I'm like, okay, it's kind of like douchey to be like, just go make it because not everybody has the resources to do that. Mm -hmm. But I do think that similarly to what Daniela said, it's like, if you think about it, usually having a film that people can see is the thing that's a vehicle to drive you where you want to go. Um, so I agree. Like I a hundred percent concur, like go, it doesn't have to be your feature. It could be a two minute thing. iPhones are now better than like most Alexa cameras at this point. <laughs> I saw a meme about it this morning. And so I agree. It's just like, go write something because there's so much you learn by, by the doing, sorry, write something and shoot it. Partner with a director. If you don't direct, um, or if you don't act, find an actor, that kind of thing. Like it seems hard, but just go do it because you'll learn so much, um, more than just being behind your screen writing fade in colon like mm -hmm. you know what i mean because maybe you won't want to fade in by the time that you're in the editing suite you know yeah <laughs> definitely get to know those things so yeah mm -hmm. yeah that's that's great advice from both of you and so much respect for everything uh it's so cool to like kind of pick your brain about both like what you you guys are doing and i'm doing a handful of different projects uh and i i feel like i got a little charge of energy like just to kick ass today from uh soaking in your vibes so uh so thank you for that and um hell yeah <laughs> for people who are listening to the audio version you can't see them flexing and dancing and uh but uh <laughs> <laughs> we can do this for a while <laughs> <laughs> let it all out let it all out um yeah yeah <laughs> Oh, I forgot where I was going with my train of thought, but that's all good. We're going to continue to share the drop in all your projects in the future as they come out. And hopefully when the drop does the season two, I'm putting this out in the universe. We can talk again and, uh, and everything like that. So thank you so much for your time today. And I hope you, you guys have a great day. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Hell yeah. Thanks again to Daniela and Aisha. That was such a fun talk. Also, if you're listening to this right now, we recorded this a while ago. Unfortunately, I had to put a bunch of these episodes on the back burner. I was caught up in the middle of some productions of my own to pay my bills. And then on top of that, right at the end of it, when I was about to get back in the podcasting action, I caught COVID and a bad one. I was out for like another week after that. It was fucked up. But uh, yeah, we're back. We got a lot of other pre-recorded episodes we're going to keep throwing your way. And like we mentioned, if you want to watch the drop, you can either go to Narcity's YouTube channel or find a link in the description of wherever you're listening to this right now. And yeah, before we go, we got to thank all of you legends who've been supporting me on the Patreon page. First up, Mike Carniello of the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. If you're into technology, electronics, how they work, and most importantly, how to fix them, go check out Testing with Mike. Also, big shout out to the lovely Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. Beyond being the host of Top 10 Nerd and talking to millions of subscribers on YouTube, Amanda McKnight has her very own personal YouTube channel that you should go check out. Type in Amanda McKnight and have fun hanging with her as she talks about comic books, video games, movies, and all things nerdy. That's Amanda McKnight on YouTube. So another shout out to the wonderful Jenny Potter, the legend Devin McBride, Ryan frickin' Campbell, my favorite soul singer, Saber, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, aka my mom. If you want to support the show and also get 
all these episodes early, raw, unedited, uncut. Right when I'm done, I just take the Zoom call and I post them. You can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance. And beyond getting them early and a shout out at the end of the show, you can just go to bed at night and sleep soundly knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw, uncut, independent media. And nobody can take that away from you. You hear me? With that being said, and like I said, we got a lot more episodes coming your way. I'm not going to take another three weeks off. You're going to get one in two days and another two next week because I love you and I miss you and I appreciate you. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time. Cheers.